This replay episode of We Are CCA was originally published on March 3rd, 2020. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the We Are CCA podcast. My name is Alan Fernandez and joined with me is my co-host Jake Ramsey. Welcome back, Alan. Welcome back, Jake. Yeah, from the break, you know? Yeah, I we know. had a nice long two-week long break for the holiday. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Two weeks, three weekends. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. I don't think I've ever had a break that long here at CCA. I haven't had a break that long, period, in my professional so life. Welcome so. back, bud. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we have a really, really awesome guest today, and we're going to be discussing a really great topic that's very fitting considering we are at the midpoint, essentially, of the school year, especially with the semester coming to a close very soon on the 28th. But I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. I'm so excited. She is one of my favorite people here at CCA personally, so excited to have her here with us today. Hi, Alan, and hi, Jake. I'm Andrea Azalina, our elementary principal. And I'm really excited to finally be on the podcast with you guys. I've been waiting for an invite. <laughs> well, we didn't know that. We would have invited you sooner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you could just yeah. be like, hey, I want to be on the podcast. And be like, okay. I listen to your podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, so thank I'm you. I'm happy that I'm a guest. Thank uh, you for you having and, me. You and like three other people. That's great. No. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, I was look, I was actually uh, talking to Alan beforehand. I was listening to one of the podcasts from 2000 and would have been 2017, 18 school year. Yeah. Would that have been when we started it? Um, I think so because I it, was, I was in my th- I think my second school yeah, year so at CCA had, at the time. And it, it's it, taking it, you this long to invite me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it was like uh, three hundred and some views and like four hundred and some four hundred and some not four hundred some uh, forty some shares mm-hmm. on Facebook, which was yeah. good. Yeah, it was so, good. So I mean, you know, there. I I don't know how much recent traffic that video's had, but um. Looking forward to discussing this topic today. It, it is one that we've sort of talked about in the past, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's probably important to revisit it. Um, yeah, it's one of those topics that can be re- revisited a couple times as time progresses. Yeah. So, so what we were hoping to talk to you about today um, is sort of helping families and and maybe some successful strategies on avoiding the mid year blues that that wintertime slump and it happens to happens every year i've been here 10 years um every year it, around the same time we come back from the holiday break and students and learning coaches sometimes extend that break a little bit um and then they sort of dig themselves into a little bit of a hole and then they spend the, you know the next couple of weeks trying to dig out of it and it becomes stressful it's not really a necessary thing that they have to go through um one of the reasons that I wanted to have that Alan and I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you have now, now that you've assumed this role as the elementary principal, which is recent, correct? That's correct. Yes. Um, you were a teacher here for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So you've seen it from both sides, from the student side and helping students overcome this and stay motivated and, and, and you know, help them get back on track as well as now supporting learning coaches in helping them to keep their students on track. Um, so that's, that's why 
you're you're a guest today. Well, thanks so, for having me. So we, you know, we may have waited to get you on the podcast, but it's for good reason. <laughs> it's for good reason. Okay. We want to make sure uh, it, 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 the topic fit you. And uh, I'm winter blues. Oh man. <laughs> well, you said you said though. I'm just giving you. A hard you said time. beforehand, before we started recording, that you have some personal, yeah. uh, you uh, experience with handling the winter. You're yeah. not a you're not a winter a winter bird, are you? I've grown to be a winter bird. Okay, so talk um, about that. Sure. Well, let's go back a little bit. Sure. Winter is hard for humans, not just students or learning coaches, adults or children. Winter's tough. You don't have as much sunlight. Your days are shorter. Uh, you know, your routine gets shaken up a little bit. And I think we can all face some honesty that whenever we have a break as humans, it feels good to kind of let go. It feels good to just maybe not have as many expectations or time limitations or due dates, right? Like it just feels good. But that's the charm of a break. A break is not supposed to be long and drug out. And you have to have a little bit of a kick and a little bit of a motivation to get back into your routine because that's what makes a break special is it it's not coming around all the time. There should be a charm to it and there's a purpose to it because otherwise you're on a full-time break and there's yeah. there's nothing that comes out of that. So yeah, I know I think today we're going to talk a little bit about how to get your grit back, how to get your routine back, um, and how to maybe transition from the break and hit the ground running again if, yeah. I'm, if I'm feeling that. Um, one of the things that has grown me into a winter bird is to embrace the things that I can't change. First and foremost, my birthday's in the winter. So that's always kind of fun. And that follows, um, for me, I celebrate Christmas. I also celebrate New Year's. So it kind of follows some of those holidays. So when that's over, I start to embrace what are the things I can't change. I can't change the sun. I can't change the time. I can't change my work schedule. And I like my work. So I start to look at, and this is one of my pieces of advice to anyone listening, start to look at the things you can enjoy, but you can't change. I enjoy my work. I don't mind the darkness anymore because I started to figure out a routine that works for me. So I've embraced the things I can't change and I've started to find out what are the silver linings or what are the things I do enjoy about the winter. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being home. I find my house like I've made it a home. I found it to be cozy. So how do I balance coziness and still having some work? And it's holding yourself accountable. And I think when we dig into the word accountable, we produce the word goal. Mm -hmm. And we start to think about short-term and long-term goals. So for me personally, I've embraced the new year and resolutions. Like, do you guys make resolutions? Absolutely. What are nope. some of your... Oh, so there's a yes and a oh, no. Oh, you don't. No, I oh. don't. You don't? No. Uh, why, it, not? why not? I'm interested. <laughs> let's get um, into it, Alan. Let's yeah, put let's, you on the sofa. Let's, let's, let's because here's the it. thing. Winter becomes tough because we don't have much to look forward to and it feels so bleak. I also think the new year is a great time for people to reset. So we let's kind of dig in. What's the difference between the reset and maybe why we do or don't keep resolutions? So I'm just curious, like, what's your philosophy on this? Mine personally, this is getting for me personally, um, it's more so because it the New Year's resolution thing kind of seemed like a it seemed like a thing you just did. It didn't, it, to me, it didn't seem really, it seems disingenuous. It's kind of like, oh, it's the new year. I guess I have to make one of those. Mm -hmm. So I don't really make a new year's resolution as much as I say, okay, well, what were my goals? What were the goals I was already uh, striving towards <clears throat> at the start of, at the start of last year? What goals are carried over? And then I just look and reassess. I don't, I guess I don't put the label of new year's resolutions on them mm -hmm. as much as it's just, all right, what have I already been doing? 
Um, and what can be done? Do I stay on the same path? Do I change some things, things of that sort? And I, it also is not like at the set of the new year, you know, some of my, for me personally started before December, like November, I started like, okay, what am I going to look forward to in 2020? What that's going to look like this, that, and the third. So I guess that's why I say I don't do new year's resolutions because it doesn't happen exactly the same as what many people do, which there's nothing wrong. If you do that, <laughs> just for me, it just seems I was like, no, nah, this just it seems like just to do it, just to do it. No, I don't yeah. want to do that. I'm like kind of hearing that a resolution for you feels cliche. Yes. The but word I was goal, thinking was faux pas, but I was like, that's not the right word. Cliche was But a the goal one. for you feels personal. Yes. Uh, Jake, what about you? I, I mean, I like the resolution thing. Um, I probably don't make one every year. Um, because I if I'm if it's something that I'm just kind of like, eh wishy-washy about i know i'm not gonna stick to it so i don't make it if i'm if i if i mean it like if it's something that i'm like committed to i think the new year's is like a good sort of starting starting point or kind of a kickoff um i kind of look uh, you know i'm a sports guy I, I grew up playing sports all my life so there were seasons right there was always a, a start to the season and an end and at the start of the season you have all these goals and and you try to set them so that you're moving forward and you're not getting stagnant. So that's kind of, I do like them because when I make one, it, I, I'm, it helps me hold myself accountable and, and things like that. So uh, I made one a couple of years ago that I was going to get healthier and, and, and uh, lose some weight and eat a little better. Um, and by you know August, I was down like 45 pounds, which was oh, great. Good you. Um, this year, I've made a... And I've made a sort of an internal goal to um, be a little bit more positive, try to try to maintain a positive attitude, maintain a positive outlook, uh, try to see the glasses half full rather than half empty and try to um, use that in a way that sort of influences others to do that and not uh, feed into negativity around me if there's any um, so that I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a positive ripple effect rather than a the negative ripple effect. Well, and a positive outlook or a positive mindset can help you to keep your goals, and it can help you to embrace some of the darkness that we that we associate with winter. So, if you have this positive mindset, let me flip it. If you have a negative mindset when you wake up, oh, it's cold, mm-hmm. oh, it's dark, oh, it's dreary. Mm-hmm. I don't like the snow. All of those things might be true. But if you can flip it positively and find something about the winter that you can get on board with, that you can like, you know, what is it about the snow you don't like? But is there some beauty in that? Or maybe you do get to wake up a little bit earlier and maybe it's still dark. Use that as an opportunity to maybe get some things done. Your your workflow, like let's kind of maybe bring it back a little school-wise, your workflow doesn't happen just in the daylight, right? That can happen throughout and I, I see that with families who maybe want to be done by three o'clock in the summertime, you still have, or excuse me, in the spring or fall, you still have a lot of Hours daylight, of daylight right? Yeah. So maybe your routine shifts a little bit so you can be outside and let that cold air hit you, which is still really healthy and refreshing. So maybe you change your outside time to midday when you can still be working at three, four or five o'clock in the evening if that works for your family. Yeah. The routine has to be specific to you and your goals. Yeah. So one thing I encourage families who are listening to think about is what might work for you um, might not work for another family. What may have a resolution or a goal or a positive mindset that worked in the past might need to be refreshed 
there's there's a lot of growth in that, and that's okay. Um, so I encourage families to find out what works for you. What are the silver linings you can find about the wintertime to keep yourself in a new routine or maybe keep a resolution? Yeah. Um, so I was on a field trip on Wednesday, and I was on a Taekwondo field trip. So shout out, shout out to the people who were there. I learned it's a whole series for some of our families. Yeah. I just want to kind of add a boast in here, guys. I broke a board on my first try. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Nice. So, um, so don't mess with the elementary yeah. principal. Yeah. <laughs> and break, I, I, I said to Colette, the field trip coordinator, I said, she was ready to take a video. And I said, no, no, I don't know if I want this filmed. And then, mm. I, then I did it. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I wish she would have filmed it. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, I'm going to take what the instructor at this studio was sharing with our families. Because I feel like there were... Some families on this trip, but the families who are listening to this really deserve to hear this. So I'm going to kind of coin his phrase. And he was asking our students to think about their goals as we were talking about winter and getting back into some things. Because what can bring you out of the winter blues is having a goal, mm -hmm. short term or long term. Preferably, you want to have both. Yeah. So maybe your short term goal as a learning coach is to catch up on five extra lessons that week. It's not, you're not seeing the full burden of mm -hmm. 30 that you have to get done. Chunk your goals. Yeah. Make small goals to get to your bigger goal. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes hard to do. And let me get back to my field trip conversation. I'll marry all this together. <laughs> he was asking our students the difference between a dream and a goal. So I'll kind of ask you two. What do you think the difference is between a dream and a goal? Uh, I, I would think a, a dream, you don't have, there's no plan. A goal has plans. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Dream doesn't action, have... You know, things that you can take action. Yeah, I was, that was just going to say dreams don't have actionable steps. Goals do. So how do we get our goals to feel actionable? Like what kind of, what motivates you to get going on a goal? That's interesting. Never really thought hmm. about it. I mean, obviously there's a motivation yeah, to Andrew, want to accomplish it. I think your, 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 teacher shot, your teacher side is yeah, showing Yeah, we've right lost now. control sorry. of this podcast. <laughs> I'm not sorry. We've actually. lost control of this podcast. It's another Joyce this, Joanna situation. Yes, this, this is why they didn't <laughs> invite me. All over again. This is why they didn't invite me on. Uh, no, I, I mean, I've, I've heard like, I've heard a saying similar to that, like um, a, a wish is, a, uh, what, or a dream is a wish without a plan or something like that. Mm -hmm. I've heard a similar statement. So I think about a plan. Thanks, Alex. Uh, I think about a plan and a goal that you want to attain. Goals should be measurable. Yep. They should be um, small, measurable, realistic, attainable. That time sensitive and yeah. specific and yeah. smart, right? Smart's mm -hmm. the action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the piece that is under all of that, when we dig a little deeper is writing it down and sharing it in some way. Because think about like a thought or feeling that mm -hmm. you've had on the inside and it doesn't really feel true until you voice it to Say somebody or um, until maybe you express it through writing. Yep. So either one of those, again, the, I that increases the accountability. Yes. Yeah. And I, I align with this. It's not my original thought. This is coming from the Taekwondo field trip, but I <laughs> completely aligned with it because if you do write it down, now you're holding yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. You tell more people and now you're holding them perhaps accountable and yourself, every, every person is another step along the way. So let's bring it back educationally. If your goal is to do those five extra lessons, write it down. 
Maybe it's you're doing that exact lesson on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like making a to-do list. Don't you want to cross it off? That mm -hmm. feels good when it's done. That could also be my teacher heart coming out. But when you have a goal, write it down. That becomes, or a dream written down becomes a goal. Mm -hmm. So a dream lets us just kind of have this over here. And you, if you're listening to this, you can't see my hand motions that I'm so good <laughs> at doing. Trying to form a cloud <laughs> over her head. <laughs> But you're grasping at it yeah. and you're constantly thinking about it, but you're not doing anything. So to go back with what you said, to make it actionable, write it down. So if you're a learner who wants to move from maybe you have a C in your math class to a B, yeah. write that goal down. Talk about and think about and write down or share mm -hmm. what are the steps that are going to get you from the C to the B? Mm -hmm. Who are the people that you need to include to help you get to that goal? It's probably your learning coach. It's probably your teacher. It's probably it could be a family mentor or a friend, but you have to be included. So here's the other thing. You got to own that goal. You have to want to go from the C to the B. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just an idea and you don't have ownership in it, then you don't have passion with it. And the chances of you achieving that goal and perhaps pulling yourself out of the winter blues aren't as attainable. Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do at the beginning of the year is I do set a resolution for myself personally and professionally. It's a good reset time. And you mentioned that word earlier, Alan. So it's a great you have goals at the beginning of the year. Maybe you make a goal in November or whenever. Right. There's mm -hmm. no there's no roadmap to that. But when you make it, write it down and maybe you can reset along the way. The cool thing about January, let me just point out perhaps the obvious. You have the beginning of the year with the resolution and you have or excuse, yeah, the beginning of the month. And you have the end of the month with a new marking period. So if you miss your goal, restate it and come back to it. So if you, it's okay to miss a goal. And that's where you give yourself some grace. But then get back on the horse and try again. Yeah. Well, Ed, <clears throat> I'm glad you just said that because I was thinking that exact point when you mentioned about the ownership component. Because I think for some of us, I mean, we, some of us haven't been in school for a couple of years now. So for us, the new year Speak feels like a yourself, brand. yourself, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> we have, it's a brand new year but for a lot of our kiddos it's the middle of their academic year so for a lot of them some of their mm -hmm. semester specific, specific classes are closing and maybe they're looking back as part of the mid-year blues of like man i had some goals at the start of september with the start of this class and i did not hit them uh this is terrible this that and the third so i think that ownership component is important in order to get over that to say yeah i didn't hit that goal for X, Y, and Z reasons, what do I need to do to reshape and refocus to hit that goal? Or does the goal change now because I'm in a new position, but there's still the goal to succeed. So what does that goal to succeed look like? Let's reform and reshape mm -hmm. that. So I think it was, I think it was a very pivotal point mm -hmm. in this conversation to mention the aspect of ownership and you saying that if you miss a goal, have some grace with yourself, sit mm -hmm. down, reshape, refocus, get back on it and get to the goal. Well, let's talk about that word attainable real quick, like something that you can actually do. Yeah, something that's realistically within right. grasp. Yeah. Do you think there's such a thing as having too many goals? Sure. Yes, yes, 100%. Because if you're trying to transform yourself or see yourself in a different light, you can almost have too many goals and now you've got none of them accomplished. Mm -hmm. So I encourage families to think of one short-term goal. Mm -hmm. And, and define the short-term what your family needs. Maybe some families' short-term is a day. Maybe some have their short-term is a week. And maybe yeah. for some families, short-term is a few months. 
that's specific. And that's the beauty of CCA is everybody's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So you have to find what works for you. But with that becomes your own intrinsic motivation of what does your goal look like? How can you take the ownership? Is it right for you? And what are you going to do about it? Because then you get the reflective piece. If you don't have a goal or if you're, if you're not making your goal, you got to look on the inside and have, or maybe have that mirror. Why am I not making that goal? Mm -hmm. Is it really something I want to do? Or what are the, what are the barriers that are standing in my way? Yeah. Or is it, I have too many goals. And so there's not enough time or resources to do that. Like, as you said of the question of, are there too many goals? The immediate expression I thought of was a jack of all trade makes a master of none. That was the expression that I thought of, which is an expression I very much take to heart, but I don't talk about often because of the fact of being a jack of all trade is you're dispersing your time and your resources to so many things. Sure, you might be taking actual steps towards the goals in each of these categories or topics or however you want to word it, but they're incremental steps. Mm-hmm. They are steps forward, which is great, but they're incremental. Whereas to take the moment to, to refocus and say, okay, maybe I'm focusing on too much at one time. Let me prioritize or see which ones mean most significantly to me, what has the highest intrinsic value for me to complete. That way, the steps forward in attaining that goal become more than incremental. They become substantial. Yeah, I, I think, too, it's important that, you know, if, you're, if your target is too big, like if you're shooting for the moon and, you know, you're a student, you know, sitting, you know, coming back from break and you've got 100 overdue lessons, right? You've got 100 overdue lessons that you've, you know, obviously have dug yourself into a hole. Just to look at that 100 and think, I got to get this done in a month, that seems unattainable. That's huge. It, the, the, the perception of that is unattainable. But if I, if I break it down into smaller pieces, well, that means if I need to get 100 done, that's 20, 25 a week, that's five a day, that's one, you know, one extra lesson every two lessons that I complete or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for every two that I do, I have to do one overdue. That, that seems more realistic then I got to get a hundred done a month. Mm -hmm. So if you break it down into smaller pieces, it makes those, it makes those goals much more or seem much more attainable than if you look at it big picture. And so as long as you're moving forward and as long as you're taking steps to make progress and you're not being stuck in neutral, then at least, at least you're moving in a, in a direction. Well, and let's be real. You're not going to do a hundred lessons over a weekend. No. Just like let's and it's, think you, that shouldn't be that sh- you shouldn't be doing 100 lessons in a week. Absolutely not. Don't do that to yourself. No, absolutely not. No. But we also think about. We also think about not digging yourself a hole. So let's let's work back. Damage just done. Like, damage done, though. Yeah. But like, let's work backwards just like you did. You have 100. You bring it back to 25 a week. So many in the day. Right. Like, let's go through what Jake just said. So what happens in that moment when you have to do that one extra lesson? That's a short-term goal. And if you think to yourself, well, if I don't do this one today, I'm going to have three by the end of the week. And how that's going to snowball. And now you're over 100. Now you're digging yourself this hole that you might not be able to get out of. And then that's a real problem that we start to look at because educationally, you've missed a lot of time. You've missed the, the time for your brain to soak in the information, whether it be stuff that you're learning asynchronously, whether it be the content that your teacher's delivering, and your brain can't handle all of that. So this little brain piece is telling you, oh, yeah, I can do that. But when you look at it realistically, these little short-term goals help you to make the big chunk 
Mm-hmm. It's eating an elephant one step at a time, right? Or yeah. how, how does the that go? The journey of a thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, we could think of all these step. different phrases. Yeah. Hold on, you just talking about eating an elephant one chunk at a time. <laughs> I don't think I said that right. I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm have messing to, the. We might up. have to cut that one out of the podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. No. <laughs> no, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. If you think, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and that was something that I know I experienced when I when I hiked the Appalachian Trail. It was like. Man, I'm going to do 100 miles of this thing. Wow, I, that that seems like a pretty lofty goal. But I'm like, you break it down into a 30-day period, it's like eight miles a day. Mm-hmm. That's four miles before lunch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that hard. You know, like, and you're holding yourself accountable. Yeah. And it's like these little baby steps. Yeah. And if I don't get it today, I do know that, I okay, yeah, I have to, I have some things I need to make up for, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm at least holding myself accountable. Like, I still have that accountability piece of it. So what do you think? Another part of the accountability piece is not just holding yourself accountable, but beginning to invite others to help you stay accountable as well, which, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the biggest factors about what makes CCA so special is that it is very communal. It's very Mm -hmm. group oriented in the sense that, you know, every single person involved has a stake in the success of a kid here at CCA, Mm -hmm. from the teachers to staff to administrators to the family to the friends. We recognize that. And so touching back pretty early on from what you said of telling people and that way it keeps you more accountable, but they can also keep accountable because let's let's be real. When have we made goals or resolutions or anything like that? And our one of our friends, you know, even if something is, oh, man, I want to lose 10 pounds within this month. You go back and your friend says, so how was that goal of losing 10 pounds at, at, the, at the end of the month? Because it's the 31st. And you just have that uh, sort of gut reaction, that internal monologue. It's like, oh, well. Because someone kept you accountable. Yeah. Like if my sister ever listens to this podcast, shout out to her. She's such a, a support. But I will always remember us going to the gym at 530 in the morning. Respect. And you know what got me out of bed was knowing I told her the night before that I'd be there. Mm-hmm. And I know she felt the same way. So. Did I want to get up on those cold and dark mornings and it's really cold and I have to, you know, suit up and and get myself there? Nope, because your bed feels super warm and cozy. But I told somebody that I was going to get there. So now I don't want to let them down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think about this. The people who show up go up. So you're going to show up. You're going to do the work. There's some type of reward there. Doesn't it feel great when you finish that to do list? Doesn't it feel great to know at the end of the week that you got those 25 mm-hmm. lessons done? Or maybe it's 24 and you're going to give yourself that grace and get the one done over the weekend. But goals happen when you write them down. I was also thinking of something when you were talking, Alan. Do you guys ever have a day where you're, you have nothing planned and you're like, I'm going to get all this stuff done? Does that ever happen to you? No, I got kids. I, that never happens. <laughs> it happens I, to me sometimes. I got a fourth grader and a kindergartner home. I'm not going to lie. That's what I thought for all of this past break. I was like, man, there's so much time to work on so many things. And I'm sure anybody who's listening, family or not, we've all had those days. Mm -hmm. So something that, and if you know me personally, you know, I'm usually a couple minutes late. (laughs) Um, I'm not totally forgetful, but, and I'm, I'm super organized, but I try to do too much and I'll be the first person to tell you that. But here's what helped me to start to chisel away at that because I didn't want to be five minutes late and I wanted to stay organized, I started to sketch out on those days all the things I wanted to do. And I worked backwards. How long is it going to take me to do my laundry? How long is it going to take me to answer my emails? You know, all these things. Like, This is so real for me right but now. But think about it. And I started <laughs> to draw it out and I'd say, oh my gosh, I've overbooked myself by three or five hours. I can't do it all today. I need to revisit this. 
So again, there's a goal. I want to get better Mm -hmm. at something. But if it's just in my mind, I'm going to drive myself crazy trying to get it all done. But if I write it down and I schedule it out, I see just how much time I need to spend on those overdue lessons. Or maybe doing some lessons so I can get ahead. You know, if if my field trip is from 8 to 12, Mm -hmm. I need to block that out. What's my goal to get home by? And what am I going to do when I get home? So having that drawn out, maybe written down to-do list doesn't have to be jam-packed. But when you write it down, you're more likely to stick to it. What do you what do you say to a student who maybe has done all the right things, made all the right, you know, the good decisions, has is on track, they come back from break and it's just like, I'm so sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over. I'm I'm bored. Um not that school's not challenging, but the routine isn't challenging mm-hmm. anymore. I'm not And it's you know, time fig- to change your routine. Yeah, like what what do you like, what do you say to that learning coach or that student to say, well, you know, let's throw a little wrinkle in it. Let's try yeah. something different. Well, but what I've been doing is working. I'm just tired of, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of tired of, of Sure, it's, old, it's mundane. Old. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. getting stale. So two things. It's time to shake up your routine. Maybe if you're someone who does their math work in the morning, identify. Is it just a routine that I've had in the past or does my brain function really well to do math in the morning? Mm-hmm. Identify what's working and maybe what can be a shakeup. I love the I love the word wrinkle that you that you mentioned. Identify the wrinkle. Is it just a change up in the day? Do you work a little earlier so you have evening hours? Is the wrinkle a new hobby? You know, we're start, we're, let's take it yeah. back to the new year. What's a new hobby or something you want to get into? Maybe a new book you want to read, a new recipe you want to try. Uh, maybe it's and I'll even go elementary on this. Maybe it's learning your math facts, so you need to spend a little extra time in reflex math. You know, when are you going to build that time in? So the wrinkle is the goal, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. what is something new that you want to do for yourself or something you want to get better at or a problem you want to solve? And how are you going to do it? I also think, let's, let's go back to your example, Jake, of that student. What kind of club do you want to get involved in? Have you thought about peer-to-peer tutoring? Is there a teacher relationship that you want to work on or something that you're feeling like could get sticky in March? Like start to look ahead. Don't just look in this moment of January. What are your goals for the end of the year? You know, what do you want to do over the summer? So start to identify what's the wrinkle that you want to have? What's the goal you want to have? And and when you identify that, then you can shake it up. Now things feel maybe challenging again. Yeah. Exciting and different. Mm -hmm. and. I agree. I agree. I just wanted you to say it out loud. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's hard. Sticking to goals is hard because you have to have this balance of grit with yourself of, nope, I'm not going to, let's use the gym example again. I'll kind of go outside of school. You get home and maybe the goal is to stay healthy or go to the gym three times a week. Mm -hmm. Are you going home to maybe hang out on your couch because it's warm and cozy? That's a mental game. You have to say, nope, I'm getting up and I'm going. And that has to come from, from inside. And then maybe start to think to yourself, what's my reward at the end? You know, is it going to bed 15 minutes earlier? Is it having, you know, my favorite meal at the end of the week? So starting to identify what reward feels like for you is good too. Because sometimes we associate, and this is going down a whole other path, we associate reward with time or even with diet and what that looks like. But for our students, maybe the reward is telling your teacher you got those 25 lessons overdue and communicating your goals with your teachers so they can help be part of your circle to get them done. Yeah. 
it always feels good if you're running a race, you have a cheerleader on the side, right? Yeah. Like you want people, people want you to achieve the goal. They want you um, to be successful, especially here. Yeah. Like we want to foster that. So yeah. include, tell people about the goals so they can help you get there. What yeah. What are some things that you would advise? I feel like learn? I got super deep on this podcast. Yeah, you got to throw good. some jokes in here. Also went super teacher. At one point you referred to <clears throat> us in the third person as if you were teaching the listeners of the podcast. Oh and I was no. Like, wow. This is such a teacher moment. This is so, great. Hey, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> take the teacher That's... out of the classroom. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, no. So what, what would you say to, so you have a learning coach that contacts you on the phone and says, you know, that they have a student who's, you know, kind of fallen into a slump, is having a difficult time kind of being motivated to do the work. What can learning coaches do on their end? to support the student in trying to overcome some of these wintertime blues? Sure. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is include the student in the decision. Because let's go back to that word ownership. ownership. Yeah. So there has to be this partnership between the learning coach and student. And that's tough. There's, um, there's no doubt about if the student is feeling you know, really down about some things or they don't want to get back into things, it might be hard to strike up that conversation. Mm -hmm. but instead of telling the learner, this is what we have to do, mm -hmm. that feels that that has some harsh words to it. We have to get this done. Yeah. And, and we all feel that way. There's no doubt. But flipping the conversation with your learner to say, okay, here's a problem I'm seeing. How do you think we should solve it? Mm -hmm. Now you're including the learner so they can give you some ideas. And quite honestly, they might surprise you with ideas they have as long as you set the parameter of, Here's the goal. Uh, you know, we really need to get this done. Yeah, keeping that goal in mind. Yeah. You know, what are some other goals that you have? Or how do you think we can get here? And making sure there's a partnership. Because sometimes students feel like, oh, they're telling me to do this. And mm -hmm. there's a lack of ownership. There's also maybe a lack of expectation then too. Yeah. So I encourage, if you're a learning coach listening, I encourage you to think about what are the expectations you have for yourself? What are the expectations you have for your student? And sometimes those might be different. Um, Sometimes it's okay. This is a scary thing. It's okay for the learning coach to let go a little bit and let the learner yeah. steer the ship. See, let and, them have the ownership of their goal. And I've, I've had that conversation with learning coaches, uh, like new ones that come in. Um, one of the things that's difficult for learning coaches of, of new, newly enrolled students is I didn't go to school this way. Learn, you know, you didn't go to school this way. Your, your student up to this point most likely hasn't done school in a, in a cyber environment. And so, one of the things that's nice about CCA is that we empower students through choice and through flexibility. How you exercise those two things will allow you as the learner and learning coach to create a, a learning experience that is unique to you and that emphasizes the strengths of the learner. But if it's the learning coach dictating that and kind of setting those parameters saying, this is how we're going to do this, I think that students, some students will resist that. Um, I think the more ownership that they have of whether it's the learning process or how we're going to achieve this goal or, you know, what we want to accomplish throughout the year, the more ownership they have in the process to get there, the more likely they are to do the work necessary to see it be successful because it's theirs. It's something that they will, when, when they accomplish it, it'll be their accomplishment. It won't be somebody else's. And even if it's just to kind of stick it to the learning coach or stick it to the adult to say, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. 
I'm good with that. If you for prove, some people that's prove motivating. Me wrong, I'm good. Like I'm wrong all the time. Just ask my wife; she'll tell you. So it's, <laughs> I'm not going there. It's not, I, but I don't mind being wrong if the student is learning, if the student is achieving those goals. If the at the end of the at the end of the day, if we can look back and say, goal accomplished, I'm good. Like that's that was the whole point in the in the first place. So I think ownership is a big one. I think, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that with maybe a kindergarten first or second grader but you'd be surprised with the yeah. level of conversation that you can have absolutely and the level of awareness that those those students have even at that age of you know what what they need or how they need to do it i mean they're they're self-aware mm -hmm. at that well, and, point. and think about it when you give anybody like think about a friend perhaps where maybe you give them some space um to answer a question giving them time or, or what have you they're then taking their own time and space to give back what they feel is true instead of having like this narrow minded, narrow view on conversation. Yeah. Uh, I, I say to some teachers sometimes too, especially in instruction, and this can go to even conversation, uh, ask a small question, a short question, and you'll get a big response. Ask a long or big question, you're narrowing the student's answer. So ask the short question let them give you the detailed response. So that's kind of the same thing. If you're goal building, ask the simple question, what do you want to do to be successful? What does success feel like to you? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? What are the things you want to do? And maybe start to elicit the conversation yeah. that way. That's where it can start. Um, you know what that reminds me of? So my, my, I played many a game of guess who over the break. And <laughs> I was playing with my kindergartner and he would ask very specific questions at the beginning. Uh, is your person a boy with white hair that's wearing glasses? And I'm like, that only eliminates one person from your board, buddy. I feel like he's not following the rules. <laughs> like, but it was a yes or no question. Like, yeah. you know, my person doesn't have all those things. But I was like, you need to keep it broad. Just keep it, you know, keep it wide and keep it, keep this questions simple. Mm -hmm. Stop with, is it a boy or is it a girl? And then you can work back from there in more detail. What? And he started to figure it out. And he, yeah. I never won a game after I helped him. I was going to ask your No, I can never win. Well, stinker. You, I can't, I can't you beat him in. You surrendered your endless victories. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, what, what this reminded me of was, and I can't remember how many times I've heard this or even been asked this by a teacher, but being a student or being in a room where a student is saying, oh, man, I want to be this, 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 and this, and like, this is my dream. I want to be this so badly. The simple question of, so what are you doing about it? Yeah. Sure. That, that just that sense of just this, this growing <laughs> sense on your back of like, oh, I, I didn't expect that. Or how do I answer that? Like, sure, it might be a little awkward for that person in the moment, but it sparks the, those cogs of, yeah, well, what am I doing about it? Ooh, what what is that? happening? I think, think about when we went to start the podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the podcast, this podcast was a dream at one point. Yeah. It was just me and Alan sort of hanging out saying you know what we should have a podcast mm -hmm. it'd be kind of, it'd be cool well what do we want to talk about what do we what and we started to really get specific and okay who do we what equipment do we need and we started to figure okay now now we have mm -hmm. some steps that we can start to take and now we've bought the equipment we've told uh, uh dr flurry we're gonna do this mm -hmm. like there's a level of accountability now uh all right we got to do it well, so let's start recording some episodes and think about um especially as adults when you see someone you maybe haven't seen in a while, oh, we should really hang out. 
it's that dreamlike oh, yeah, thing, right? Exactly, yeah. It's until you both get the the phone out or the calendar out yeah, and pick a out. date mm-hmm. and pick a place or pick the time, yeah. mm-hmm. then it's real. Yeah. So it's about logging it and kind of getting yeah. that plan into actionable steps. This is yeah. this has been a deeper podcast than I thought it was. Gonna I'm sorry. Be. No, it's great. Really fun today. It's great. because again, because I've had the pleasure of working <laughs> with you, Andrea, on a couple different projects. And we've also had moments of just building camaraderie as colleagues, yes. as friends. So. I am not surprised <laughs> that this is the direction I'm this sorry. podcast has no. gone. I'm not sorry. Sorry, no, I'm not say, sorry. Don't, no, say sorry. No, don't be sorry. No. But this is, if, if there's one, this is what the people want. Yes. If there's one positive note I can leave this on for any of our listeners, it's set yourself up for success. If you're not setting yourself up for success, you're expecting disappointment, right? Like your mindset is, oh, I didn't set my clothes out the night before. Oh, I didn't look ahead at my lessons for the week. You got to own that. So make the change. And that gets a little gritty because you have to want that change. So I encourage our learning coaches, look ahead at the week. Find out what's coming down the pike. What materials do you need? What time do you need? Put it into actionable steps. Put it into a calendar. Reset the routine if that's perfect for your learner. Get back to the same old routine if that's perfect for your learner. Everybody's a little bit different. But you have to be honest with yourself and find out what's attainable and then put into actionable steps. Then you'll learn to embrace winter's not so bad. Winter's a time for me to reassess and find out what's working and what's not and to set some set up set myself up for success. If you're stuck inside from the snow and cold, might as well spend that time setting up stuff and listening to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's make it a nice goal. Plug. Let's I make it a goal for that. all of our listeners to listen to plug. every episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Starting from episode one in 2017 to now, um, but yeah, I, I I think that I think it's imp- I think goal setting is something that uh, really is important. I think it's it's critical to success. I think it keeps you from getting stuck in neutral. And I think all of the things that you've talked about, Andrea, are are realistic and attainable for our families to put into action. It's not. It's not that difficult. And if you are having trouble with it, maybe reach out to staff for mm-hmm. further encouragement and support and help yeah. throughout the process. I know a lot of teachers have great ideas on maybe how to best set up your schedule. And there's several versions of that because we have a million versions of students. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, And that was the other thing I wanted to share, I think, when Alan was talking that made me think, expand your community, expand your circle. Tell, Ask another learning coach what's working for them. That's an idea. That's just good collaboration. Go on a field trip. Maybe maybe that's a goal. Go mm. on another field trip. Meet a new family. Meet a new friend. Get some new ideas to freshen up that bank of, of goals or add to your support circle. Sometimes it's really hard if you're trying to reach a goal and it's just you or just, just in your family. You know, Maybe you need to tell some more people so there's mm-hmm. more people rooting you on. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We're going to write down all our goals after this. Uh, We're going to share them. Um, no, maybe not. <laughs> Guys, thanks oh, so much man. for having me on today. Yeah. I really no, appreciate it. It was coming. great pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming and expanding this into one of the most philosophical episodes we've had in a while. This was a deep one. I got deep we on went, you. I'm we sorry. We went into the deep end on this one. And also making this the <laughs> most like a live like live class situation of you just teaching. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong. It's it's no. it, it's we great. had we it's had great. one other guest that took control of the podcast, and so you and Doctor Joyce Good, and so you're in you're in good company. 
Thank you. Yes, you are. Very different ways of taking over, oh, but both both amazingly great experiences. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, we we appreciate you coming in and helping uh, helping our families and you know, everything that you do from you know with your role here at CCA and I know all the extra things that you do maybe outside of your role to help support our families. We definitely appreciate it. So well, thank right you. back to you guys. It takes a village. It so. does. It thank does. You. Alan, any parting words of wisdom? I think um, there's been plenty in this one. There have been plenty. Just simply put, everyone stay warm. It's cold out there. Yeah. It's, I actually like the winter. Like for me, favorite seasons are spring, fall, and winter. Oh, you're I, embracing. I, you cannot, <laughs> like summertime, I, I cannot stand it. <laughs> Listen, I get it. My, my favorite it. is fall and I love the winter for certain aspects. I only say that just to say I feel like winter was kind of here and then it just it just came and said, hello, I am here. Yeah, we but had it's going that. away now. Yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be 60 tomorrow. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, 60 degrees, yeah. brother. Okay. Winter. And okay, you know what? Winter. That's fine. Like the winter <laughs> reminds me of a time too to um, clean things out. That's what and, and, yeah. and make things kind of clear world. again. Mm -hmm. So like clear up your workspace. Yeah. Get your brain clear and then clear your goals will happen. Box. Yeah. <laughs> clear your, oh gosh, no. There's no amount of... Uh, that is an unrealistic goal at this point. It seems so unattainable to clean out that. The question is not can it clear. The question is by how much. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having Thank me Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in. Hopefully this was beneficial for you. If it wasn't, then I'm not sure what we what else we can do. But uh, we definitely appreciate uh, everybody's support of the podcast. And this has uh, definitely been a good one. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having and me. And you can find the We Are CCA podcast uh, wherever you listen to a podcast, specifically in the Apple Podcasts app, as well as Spotify. And you can even listen to the podcast on YouTube as well. Well, thank you, everybody. And until next time, remember that we are CCA.